Yellow. Dad, I gotta write a report on the Great Lakes. Just outsource it to Lisa. Outsourcing is the answer to everything. Also, I can't sleep at night because there's this new bully who follows me home and... I think he's in the house. Outsourcing. I am very glad to see you favor outsourcing. I myself have found work with several American companies. Ooh. IBM Helpline, this is Brian. Uh-huh. Uh, have you tried disabling your firewall? Dallas, Fort Worth, Marriott, how can I help y'all? Why, we have a cotton bowl special. Go, Aggies! This is Queen Mama Jumbo. The stars tell me you have a question. Oh, no, Janet, don't be dating that boy. The bones don't lie. He's bad mojo, girl. It turns out that outsourcing isn't the answer to everything like Homer suggests in this episode of The Simpsons. But outsourcing can be an effective way for businesses to focus their people on the core functions of the business while ensuring that the non-core functions are still taken care of. But outsourcing isn't a decision to be taken lightly and finding the right partner whether they're onshore, nearshore, or offshore, can be quite an undertaking. Tyler Orell is a CX zealot who spent over two decades leading and developing contact centers all over the world. This week on Next NQ, we discuss the nebulous nature of the terms onshore and offshore when it comes to outsourcing, reasons you might want to consider outsourcing, things to consider when making an outsourcing decision, the various types of work that a BPO can handle for organizations, how an organization can navigate finding an outsource partner, how technology impacts any outsourcing decision, and how to create a successful relationship with an outsource provider. Let's get to it. Welcome to Next in Q, the podcast for contact center and customer experience professionals. Next in Q is brought to you by Happy Two Vision. Eliminate blind spots and see right through every conversation with Happy Two Vision. Learn more at HAPPITU.com. Now, here's your host, Rob Dwyer. Thanks, everyone, for joining another episode of Next in Q. My name is Rob Dwyer, and today uh, I am joined by Tyler. Arell. Tyler, how are you? And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, hey, I'm doing really well. Um, you know, it's April. Things are moving towards spring, which everybody's excited about, especially in the Northwest and uh, Pacific Northwest, um, getting out of the rain if possible. But uh, things are good. Yeah, we're, I'm uh, my, uh, you know, my background, Rob, is really in uh, contact center space. And uh, I've uh, been in here for many, many years, more than I care to admit, uh, <laughs> admit uh, cause I'll, I'll age myself out at that point. Um, but uh, you know, my, my history goes back to uh, not only running contact centers, but also providing uh, support, uh, support roles, uh, sales side, sales development, um, uh, different industries from uh, currently in Quinn Street running 
uh, telemarketing space within that, the calls platform, uh, financial services platform in the past, but, um, and also in uh, disability insurance and doing that kind of work. So I've had a lot of different, uh, it's all under the umbrella of contact center. So surprisingly enough, you know, you wake up one day and that's where your career is. And so, um, but I have to say it's been uh, an amazing ride and, um, I've uh, seen a lot and, and done a lot in that space. And um, and that's something we can talk about today. Yeah. You know, Tyler, you hit on something that I have always loved about this business and that it's it touches so many different businesses, industries. And if you yeah. stay in the contact center business long enough, uh, either uh, as an outsourcer or if you are moving into different companies, you can learn about so many different kinds of businesses just right. because you're part of a contact center. Right. Yeah. I agree completely. It's uh it's it's generic in a sense. So you you if you take that contact center and you apply it to different businesses, sometimes it's feasible, other times it's more difficult, but typically it retrofits into a lot of business types, uh, genres. And, uh, you know, when you, um, uh, have, you, like you said, if you're around long enough, you, you get probably a chance to do that. Um, yeah. I don't know that it would be so, so exciting to be in the same one all the way through, but <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. Different strokes for, for different folks. I think yeah. that's uh, how exactly. they say that. So uh, today, uh, actually we want to talk about insourcing, outsourcing, mm -hmm. offshoring. And I think because so many different businesses need contact center or support center, uh, that it, this is relevant to yeah. so many different types of businesses. But there are all kinds of considerations that you need to take when deciding what type of contact, contact center strategy that you want to pursue. And so... Mm -hmm. That's what I really want to talk with you today, but okay. for the people who may not be as familiar with some of the jargon, let's start with talking about some of the things I just mentioned, insourcing, outsourcing, nearshoring, offshoring, what do all of those things mean? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I want to, I'll preface some of this conversation with, I have a dog in my room with the door closed and someone <laughs> just knocked on our door. So he might not be too excited. I might have to go off camera for a second. <laughs> so <laughs> you can edit that out, but, um, welcome on this show. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, for, you know, for, for me, it's, it's looking at the product that you're, um, that you're trying to, uh, implement how you want to go about implementing that product. So if your if your business unit is, you know, insourced where you're running, you know, your co corporate company call center product, um, a lot of businesses tend to want to be in that space because it's tied to culture. It's tied to, you know, maybe legal considerations and whatnot. Um, plus, uh, you know, you you might be a brand that you know, wants to, um, you know, you have a, the opportunity to build on uh, the, you know, individuals within your organization. So it's a, gen, it's a gen, maybe a job progression type function within your organization as well. I found that mm -hmm. contact centers themselves are kind of a, that platform or that springboard into learning other 
functions. I mean, I got my start within that space that same way when I was in a financial services company. Um, it's a good way in the door, but insourcing is a critical component, you know, or it's, you know, onshore, right? You're not, it's your business, you're, you're in your people. Um, out, you know, if you're outsourcing uh, that, you're taking that product and I'll go with my my definitions here, Rob. They might not be fitting everybody else. About outsourcing is you're having someone else basically do that work for you and you're paying them to do that without having those same resources in your own in your own business doing that, right? And so um now if you're you could do both you can do the outsourcing both onshore, near shore, offshore for most everybody probably watching this show, they have a general idea what that means. Um, on just meaning US, near is close to US and then out and then offshore being somewhere maybe further away from. So it's typically like Central America, South America, you know, I guess it depends on what you want to, how you want to define that and how, who you're speaking with, you know, yeah, <laughs> is yeah. near shore, how near is near shore or how, <laughs> How far is offshore, I guess. Um, so th that's kind of how I think about how I think about that. And you might use you might use those different sources in in, in parallel um with one another, depending on the your business strategy and what you're trying to accomplish. Um what your what your expectations are around those uh you know, those different types of near offshore. Uh language type situations come up with those as well. Um, the ability to bring on new staff quickly versus um, more time to bring them to speed. There's so many different variables that go into um, making those decisions as a, as a business entity mm -hmm. um, that you have to, um, you know, those are all just part of the whole global discussion perspective, no pun intended with global offshore and onshore and whatnot, but within your business, how do you, you know, what is your, what is your long-term strategy and goal um, for um, what you're doing with your, within your contact center space? Yeah. You brought up a really great point and that is the nebulous nature of the terms offshore and nearshore, because they really are in some ways um, not very specific. Right. Uh, I even had a, a guest uh, last season that owns an outsourcing contact center in American Samoa, uh, which is about as far away from the U.S. as you can get. And yet, <laughs> technically, is that uh, onshore? Yeah, right. Could be, right? I mean, that's right. a U.S. territory. Yeah. Um, but it's certainly not close to the United States, which has both advantages and disadvantages. You know, some people would, would even consider South America as near shore. And depending mm -hmm. on how far into South America you go, it's not very close to the United States. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so there are some, some questions to be asked or some clarification when you're talking with someone and they they are talking about those terms. It really is something where there's an opportunity to just be a little more specific about what we're talking about so that everyone's right. on the same page because not, not everyone is necessarily going to define those the same ways. 
Yeah, that's right. That's true. Let's talk about, uh, I, I think we should talk about outsourcing in general first, regardless of whether that is onshore, nearshore, offshore, but but just finding that that partner. What are some of the things that I need to, uh, particularly if I've never outsourced before? So yeah. maybe I, I have my own contact center. I'm considering outsourcing. Number one, what are some of the, the important reasons that I mm-hmm. might do that and consider it? But number two, let's also talk about some of the things that maybe I haven't thought of that I need to consider when I'm when I'm making that decision. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, you know when when you move into that space and you're considering doing the outs- outsourcing or whatever that might look like, that's that's a business decision that is. Um, you know, if you're doing it in office or you're currently managing it yourself, you have to really um, understand really the baseline of what you're trying to accomplish, right? Is it is it are you looking to augment your current staff? Or are you looking to replace that current staff? Are you are you trying to uh, you know ch- change your margin line? Are you are you looking to uh, grow more quickly in the short term? Uh, and then replace back to, uh, let's say, in-house when you are capable of doing that? Is it a short-term ramp that's going to go away? Um, the reasons the reasons behind it, I think, ba- boil down to a couple of those couple of those things, and that is one, you might not be able to hire as effectively as you can in in-house if you're if you're thinking onshore in-house versus outsourcing. The business process is not necessarily as defined in a way that you want to uh, use your in-house resources to do that work, right? So it may be um, cost prohibitive to to have an, you know someone who is, you know, let's say a company employee do that work because it's a lot of um, you know moving of widgets, let's just say, I like to use that term, it's just widgets, you know? Um, that you can have somebody do that you can say, okay, I have this many do that. Um, you know, that, that the capabilities that exist within that are, are quite vast. And there's a lot of companies out there that will help you, you know, outsource to their product. Um, and you know, that that's a, you have to have a really good baseline as to why you're trying to do that. Cause as you get into it and you start realizing I didn't think about this or I didn't think about how that was going to work or how do I get these people doing that? You have to be able to come back to that, that baseline again from where you started and what's the reason why we did that. So if it was where we need to augment that staff, I, I can't hire fast enough in, on, in my office, I'll, then you're going to get, you potentially give up a little bit of that opportunity in-house to get to that offshore or outsource, sorry, um, which would then, uh, you know, it might make you second guess those decisions as you're going along, right? So you come back to that reason. Is it just, why are you doing that? Is that short-term hiring? Is it just, you know, I'm trying to save save money potentially? I don't want to carry that that headcount necessarily. I want to I want to have someone else carry that headcount for me. Um, so all all things that are um, necessary as potential reasons to 
you know, to look at doing outsourcing, which is very, um, you know, uh, you know, I would say it's it's relatively big decision as a business to take a business process that you have in house that you probably have expertise in at some level. Um, you have individuals who know certain things inside and out, and then take that and you know basically just lift that into someone else's organization and say, hey, I need you to do this work. You know, there's unintended consequences that come with all of those decisions that always will present themselves at the worst time, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever that, whatever that is for your business. So, um, so those are, those are key parts and those are, those are really just making sure your stakeholders and anybody who's working with you in that process that can, uh, you know, help you formulate that plan. Um, and then I would say, you know, it's really just what you don't know what you don't know situation when you get into this. If you're lucky enough to have someone who's or a group of people that have done outsourcing before, um, you know, outsourcing it in, you know, on onshore, near, off, there's all sorts of different ways to approach. That's a benefit, obviously. Um, if it's something you're taking on on your own, it's really in my opinion, it's really about building a relationship with those, with that partnership, with those, that vendor, you know, whoever that may be, you have to connect. They have to understand your value proposition. They have to understand your culture. They have to understand what you're trying to, what's your reason, right? They come back to your reason. Not everybody's just trying to save money, right? To do, you know, whatever they're doing. Like there's a lot of different reasons to do it, like we talked about. Um, the, you know, the things you don't know is that, you know what you know you're going to there is going to be hiccups in the in the road there's going to be there's going to be bumps in the road i should say <laughs> not hiccups there's going to be hiccups uh but at the end of the day that's going to um you know if you're if you're understanding what you're trying to accomplish with that reason you'll be able to assess how to get through that that process and go from there so a lot of words with that rob um talking through that but uh yeah, that's kind of probably a starting point, I think, that most anybody would need to take to as they looked at that. Yeah, there's some really important things in there that you just talked about. And one of the things that I think is a misnomer is that when we talk about outsourcing, we're talking about call and contact center only. Mm -hmm. Right. And you mentioned business process. And th that really is the term that we in the industry use or an outsourcer right. is a BPO, a business process outsourcer. So let's take a minute, like what are some of the other things that you could outsource aside from just like customer support or, or sales? Yeah, I mean, there's everything that you really don't want to be doing that's tedious. I think that's part, I think <laughs> you could start there and you can, you know, branch off. But uh, in all seriousness, you'd have to look at, you know, all of the different, divisions within your business, whether it's HR, IT, um, operations, um, you might have analytics, you might have some, you know, reporting functionality. There are outsourcing, you know, business process outsourcing partners that will do all of those things in different, you know, some, some do all of them, some do parts of those. So if, if it's, um, you know, uh, a process that again, we come back to, what is that reason? Um, I have to do this, but I don't 
have the expertise in-house or we've grown too fast for me to manage that and have a support role for that. You might want to off outsource that to someone else. So um, yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, there, most most people think BPO, they think call center, contact center, right? That's hundred um, percent. But the reality is there are so many different variables when it comes to that, um, whether it's, you know, processing work, whether, you know, think like a medical field where there, you might have, you might have a organization that can help you just move something down the funnel to get mm -hmm. so that you're someone in your office is able to process that next piece of work. Right. But you don't want, you know, maybe that comes in overnight and you don't want to try and hire someone to do that work. You know, let's say in, central time zone from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. So it's really just how do you how do you offset that so that you can be as effective with your you know your clients data or your own internal processes that you can then um, you know maximize what you're doing within your business rather than trying to be an expert at how do I you know move these pieces around um, you know to make them more efficient so yeah, I have always found that uh, if the primary reason that you are looking to outsource any function is so that you can keep your focus on your core business, then you're probably headed in the right direction. Yeah, if you're if you're only focused on saving money, that is, it can still work, but it shouldn't be the motivating factor that makes you do that. Agreed. Yeah. That will only get you so far. Um, and, and it loses its luster pretty quick, uh, especially if your cost savings turns into, it takes you four times as long to do something. Now, uh, that can be a real, it <laughs> could become a real problem. Um, so there's a lot of parts to it and it's, and it's really whether you're doing, someone's looking to outsource with they're taking on on their own, doing their own research, finding those clients or the vendors to do it, and then building those relationships and building those flows. You can do that. You can also outsource uh, help. Uh, con you know, there's consultants that can help you do that same thing, and you can basically outsource your outsourcing to, you know, yeah. to someone to help you. Right? You don't have that expertise in house. You get the expertise um, with someone else, and you know, you, uh, you can outsource it from that perspective. So. I would, I mean, if if you're un, if you're unsure as a business leader, one, you need to let's say you know you need to do it or you've decided you need to do it. I don't think it's wise to go at it the you know the first time without some kind of expertise involved with that, whether you know trying to make that work yourself, um, or you know finding a partner, you know whether it's referral someone. You know, people that you know in the space that are using vendors, I think that's huge. There's many consultants out there that refer you to outsource BPO partners. You know, already you just can work with them, that consultant framework that I was talking about. And they help you narrow that down so you can have a lot less conversations, a lot more, uh, you know, targeted approach to what you're trying to accomplish rather than interviewing, you know, BPO vendors to find yeah. out they're not a right fit. Yeah. And, you know, fit is incredibly important, right? And different BPOs are going to bring different strengths to the table. So if you need five seats 
you don't want to be having conversations with companies that typically do, you know, four figure seats and up, uh, yeah, or may right. not entertain anything less than three figures of seats and vice versa, a company yeah. that will entertain, um, you know, five, five employees outsourced is not probably going to be in a position to support you if you need 300 people and you need them quickly. No, you're right. The the scale or the lack of scale is very important to understand. And that's that's where you either have that in-house expertise to help you understand those things that for most pe for people in the space that have done it long enough, they know inherently based on probably trial and error in their <laughs> in their career. And then uh, but if not, it even even using an external partner to help you source that like I was sharing like referral partners and things of that nature, they can help take some of the guesswork out. You don't have to um, spend your time damage control on damage control, but rather focusing on your core business, right? Because that's yeah. the point of what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Uh, what role does technology play in making that kind of decision in your experience? You know, I think there, it, it does depend upon the in the business itself, how what their ex expectation is with regards to what they have now, right? So if you're a very your technical stack is very complex and you like it that way, then you're going to need to look for a partner that's got something that can handle that. If it's a basic function where, you know, I mean, all the way down to here's a file and process that file then it just comes down to how quickly can I get that file to you to process and then I want it back with something, right? In our system or in our CRM or something like that. So it really comes back down to that, you know, not only the understanding that reason, but really having the right people at the table so that they can, you know, not have a misguided understanding as to what they'll get, right? So if it's like, oh, you know, just send us over all your API documentation and then we'll get that sent over to you, right? Versus that person's like, oh, we don't have any of those. Right? Right. You know, they might tell you they do and they'll go try and work on it and figure it out. And then that's part of your your lost, you know, cost, right? That, that'll that'll eat right into that um, for coming up to, you know, bringing it to market. But um, I would say, I would say that is really relative to, just your business use case in general within your own company. So, yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about this idea of offshoring. Mm -hmm. I think for most people who are maybe not in the business, when they think offshore, they probably think of two countries. Probably. They probably think of India and the Philippines. So uh, number one uh, how many different places can I potentially offshore to? You don't need to give me a, an exact number, but sure. uh, we're not limited to India or Philippines these days, correct? Yeah, there, you're not. I mean, there's, there's a, um, there, that's true. Like, you know, just like anything, you, what's the biggest city in the United States, right? What's the best, where do you want to go, right? Let's yeah. go to New York or whatever, right? I would think that, but it's, there's so, for as many, I would have to say that there's probably as many countries as there are that are 
that you could probably generally name off that there there are going to be some kind of outsourcing happening in those in those cities it just comes down to what's their you know capabilities that you're looking for have they done work let's say in the US versus are they in are they in the EU or you know that's wherever your business is located um you know asia pack you might have a just a different set that's closer right it's all relative to where you're starting within your business um but yeah the, it's it's that's where that's where that expertise level comes in if someone says well i need to outsource it to so philippines india like go to it versus like customer support or whatever but if you have expertise in house you may say i want to look at belize i want to look at you know guatemala i want to look at you know parts of south africa right that type of different places that you can bring your business to to help you grow or you know stay you know viable or something to that nature um there's a lot of moving parts with that a lot of but 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 like i said like you said it's like there's it's not just limited to those to those two and uh you know that's where that expertise from a consultancy comes into play it allows you to see what's really available and go yeah. from there. Yeah, and there are, I imagine, functions that maybe you've outsourced in the past and it didn't go well or or maybe offshored in the past that didn't go well. What are some of the, the questions or considerations that you make today um, when now that you know something that maybe you didn't know when you were younger and, and had a bad experience <laughs> that right. help you to kind of vet um, where something might go. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you, you want to, you want to not be the, the first rodeo <laughs> with that vendor, right? <laughs> I guess, so to speak, it's like, Hey, we're getting up and running. Hey, you want to sign up with us? Uh, you know, it's, it's, most organizations of any scale are going to want to partner with organizations that also are capable of working within their, you know, their sphere, essentially their, their size. Um, you know, if, if they're not able to do it today, if it's not currently in place, the roadmap isn't all, that's not necessarily a good place to, you know, to, to place your bets. Um, oh yeah, we can do that or whatnot, but, I would, I would go as far as just, you know, it's really about connection and relationship building within that, you know, other, other individuals, other companies that you're connected with um, that have done it, that you can get referred to or, you know, go back to that consultancy place where, you know, there's a lot of partners out there that will help you, you know, yeah, wade yeah. through all of that, right? Those, you know, and that's, that's where, you know, business you know, business owners or, you know, process owners can use that to, um, to help them succeed in that, in that, in that decision-making rather than having to try and become an expert in that when you're not right. I mean, yeah. you know, don't, don't, uh, don't try and become an expert in something you don't have to be. Yeah, absolutely. Get, get that expert help. Uh, yeah, right. Let's, let's talk about, um, something else as it, as it relates to this, are there specific job functions or industries that you look at and say, you know what, 
that is probably a bad thing to either outsource or it's just a bad thing to take offshore. Or is it all on the table? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, um, you, you'd think there would be uh, some, there probably is a sense, like not from my own experience, I'd say there's probably is a sense of certain financial products that might be more difficult. Um, but again, BPO vendors have amazing capabilities as well to, you know, whether it's, you know, there's HIPAA issues or there's other kind of compliance or um, issues that might arise. I'd say no. I'd say that I think everything's on the table to some degree. Um, it just really, that just comes down to your appetite for what you're looking to potentially outsource for, right? And so if you're looking to lift your whole business into something, that's a whole different conversation than I have this little yeah. thing I'm going to put over here, right? So uh, maybe change your business model altogether. So no, I don't think so. I think I think that's that's an opportunity where you would need to make sure that you're comfortable with your partners that you're looking at or the partner you've selected. And, uh, you know, just like anything, it just comes down to just how you know, how, what kind of communication you've had with those individuals, what kind of expectations and agreement you have with them to what they're going to be doing specifically. I think that's really important. You know, just know exactly what they're going to be doing and what you're going to be doing, you know, or the business owner is going to be doing and how do we make, how do you bring those together to be successful? That's, that's the number one, the mm. number one thing. So I would, I would say, I would say no, I'd say Nowadays, no, I don't think there's a there's necessarily a genre that's uh, this is untouchable. Yeah, like don't do it because we've all we've all called our bank. You right. probably all probably made a call on a healthcare related thing, right? Or you know, if you're you know, may may I don't know if I've heard of this, but maybe calling you calling a financial advisor to make a trade i don't i don't know if that would be something you might know i don't know if you'd want to do that but i think everything yeah. that space is so online now do it yourself that you don't even have to call anyone yeah there you go you can insource that to yourself at the click yeah yeah just a bot just do it on a bot or something yeah. chat gpt can do everything for you yeah, exactly. So Tyler, I'm curious. I mean, obviously you've had a ton of experience on both sides of the table. Have you ever outsourced something and then decided that you wanted to pull it back? Or have you had functions that you personally said, you know what, I would prefer not to outsource this? Um, I'd say in 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 general general terms probably yeah i mean in terms of both pulling it back and sh i don't really want to mm. um or parts within the the decision right that that's a that's a function um but not 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 necessarily have had negative experiences around that Be pull it back pull it back or not wanting to do it because of a negative experience associated to it. Right. Yeah. I was uh, just going to ask yeah. like, what was part of that decision-making process? What were the factors that you personally took in, in that moment to say, well, I think we're going to, we're going to bring this in-house or um, we're not going to outsource at this particular time. 
Yeah, over over my career, I think it 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 comes down to the level of lift that was required to do something um, and the ongoing maintenance of that support. You know, is it if it's equal to what you're doing, then you have to ask your yourself the question of whether or not that's worth doing at that point. If that's not part of your original reason that you came back to, right? So yeah. you may say that oh, it actually is harder to do, but I'm this is the reason why I'm doing it. That might, you know, that's a trade-off you have to make in that. So um, nothing specific, I would say, um, but I, I think that's where you really have to understand back to the original converse, original point on that. What's that reason I'm trying to get um, while well, I'm outsourcing this or offshoring this or whatever you're doing, onshore or offshore, um, outsource, insource. Those are all components that you, when you put that in play, that the expectations are the communications there. And then uh, at the end of the day, you live with those decisions. And if you need to pull something back, then that's another discussion and communication point. And then hopefully, hopefully you don't and hopefully it goes well, but you know, things happen and, and businesses change, leadership changes, um, decisions around why you do something change. Um, those just always have to be constantly managed and monitored. Um, you know, are you getting what you expected out of it? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. If you have a good partnership, you have a good communication, you have folks that are managing those processes in the, you know, in the business flow or the, you know, whether it's the calls or a business process, then generally speaking, most of these folks are pretty ex expert in what they're doing in the BPO and they will, you know, help deliver the results that you're hoping for. Um, it, it's not a set and forget world. I mean, you, you can't, you can't do that. Um, not just like anything. just like not for anything, and yeah, whether it's in source or not or outsource, I mean, it's it's yeah. the same. It's it's that part is no different. It's just who you're working with, who you're working developing with. So I mean, if you don't, if you if you if that's your expectation, I'm just gonna you know throw over the fence and let someone else deal with it. You'll probably find that you'll want to pull some things back because something won't work right. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, then you know, you know, it's just constant process of. Um, determining what's working, what's not working and going from there. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to ask you one last thing before we wrap up today. And okay. that is, okay. if you had a piece of advice, aside from the things that we've talked about, and I think right, really understanding what's your motivation for doing this is probably the biggest takeaway that we could have from this. But if you were to give a piece of, of advice to someone who was considering making a change, whether it was um, to outsource or to uh, bring something back in-house that had been outsourced, what piece of advice would you give them or what nugget of something to think about aside from what we've already talked about? What would you throw out there? Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to... Uh you know, making sure that whether you are outsourcing that or taking it back, your core business has to be at the center of it. Your customers have to be at the center of it. And if you make decisions outside of that for some other reason that's not necessarily directly tied to that, 
you that that could be something that down the road could be an issue. Um, so I'd say, you know, it all has to start with whatever that core function, core value of what your business is all about. Um, but your customer, if it's a, you know, typically it's customer, you know, to, to some degree, whether it's a product they purchase, the revenue they generate, you know, support that you're providing to them for a value that they're expecting for, whatever that is, you know, you, that has to stay at the center of, of, of what you're trying to accomplish. Um, so I would say that's probably the, my, you know, that my piece of advice to be, to don't get, don't get lured in or not lured enamored by, let's say, Oh, I can, I can hire that fast or I can save that much, or I can generate this. It has to be really like, show me and it has to be, make sure that your value of your customer or your product isn't diminished. Yeah. It's good to remember the phrase, the grass is always greener on the other side, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. That's true. <laughs> Once you get there, uh, it may or may not be. And um, so I think all of those things, regardless of which way you're going, it's good advice not to enter into it lightly to really yep. think about what you're doing and, and to spend time choosing a partner if it's choosing a partner or really spend time understanding your own capabilities as well if, yep. if you're thinking about pulling something back and insourcing because um, once you make that decision, there will always be a, a pretty hefty financial impact in the short yep. term. Yep. And if you decide to go back the other way, you've wasted a lot of time and probably a lot of money to yeah. end up exactly where you were before. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, I agree with that. I agree with that statement, Rob. Well, Tyler, it has been great having you on the show today. I'm Thanks. really glad that you could come and share all of uh, your insights with the audience. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, Rob, for having me on. I appreciate it. Next in Queue is brought to you by Happy To and is produced by me, Rob Dwyer. If you enjoy this podcast, please, by all means, subscribe and or rate this podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast app. But more importantly, please tell just one person about this podcast. Word of mouth is the best way for people to discover new content. As always, thanks for listening.